0: Hey, hey, it's Coach Dr. Kim. I started this journey after having a stroke at the age of 36 years old. Since that time, I have moved forward with helping people live their best life and I haven't turned back. This show is about learning to be present, open, and intentional in every area of your life. Keep listening to hear what I've been thinking and be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. Hey, hey, last week on the show we talked about spiritual leadership this week on the show. I want to talk about perception is reality. This topic has surfaced because this past week, my daughter's friend circle experienced a deep loss, someone that they have known for years, since early childhood, died by suicide. This loss has rippled through our community and we are all very heartbroken as you could imagine it is hard to put into words the impact that this is having on adults and children alike we know and if you don't know i don't know if you haven't been watching the media or reading the papers magazines social media it's all over that our teens are experiencing an epidemic and our world in general, experiencing an epidemic, a mental health crisis. So today I wanna focus on the drivers of suicide in our workforce, specifically the healthcare workforce. And there's a saying that goes around, perception is reality. And in the case of our personal situation that's happened in my life and in my daughter's life, that is true as far as I can see from what I know loneliness is felt by so many people despite the access that we have 24 7 365 to connection and collaboration virtually through different outlets whether we can see their face hear their voice we have so many means of connecting to other people yet we still feel lonely and there is the crux of it It's a perceived feeling in our minds, and that perception becomes our reality. Even when we're among others in our physical space, we can still feel lonely. And when someone feels lonely, and so what can we do about that? What is the issue? Well, the American Hospital Association identifies three drivers of suicide in our healthcare workforce. And to me, they're very succinct and concise and send the message of what we need to be addressing very clearly. The first is stigma, because for whatever reason, I cannot wrap my brain around. To this day, we still have stigma associated with losing medical licenses due to having a behavioral health disorder. I understand why the stigma is there. What I don't understand is how, as a healthcare provider, we could penalize someone for seeking help. Because that, of course, would increase their risk of dying by suicide. Silence is not the way to handle this, people. We have to do better. Stigma associated with a mental health concern Often related to trauma inflicted from the workplace is unacceptable. The second thing is access. We know that healthcare workers are most likely to seek out services when there are options available, and not just healthcare workers, people in general. But we also know that wait lists are inexorbitantly long, care is not affordable, it's not often convenient and in the case of employers people are afraid that their employer will find out or know. So how do we address those things? I know there are many interventions and best practices happening out there we need to be sharing them. And then thirdly job stressors. Taking care of others whether it's professionally or personally can be draining and it's fueled by uncertainty. And when you Pack these three things together. When you say that we have stigmatized mental health, that we don't have great access to services and that the job itself just heaps on one stressor after the other, we have a fractured system. And then we have folks who believe that if they even seek out help within that system, the reality is they won't get the help and even if they did, they would be treated poorly in the workplace when people find out. And that is a recipe for a bad situation. We can extrapolate this information to other workplaces and cultures as well. And the bottom line is we have to do better because it is impacting our society in ways that is impacting our future our present, and our mental health as a whole, our ability to be a cohesive society that produces forward thinkers who are healthy and able to actively participate in governance, in safety, in innovation, in community development and outreach and just living a productive and joyful life. I know perception is reality, and I would also say that reality is not necessarily truth, because the truth is you are not alone. And you know how I know? Because if you are tuned into this podcast right now, you've got a friend in me. And I don't say cliche things. I mean, I do, because we all do. What I mean is, is if you need a hand, a resource, someone to talk to, someone to redirect, someone to have compassion, to listen, to tell you they care, and mean it, you have a friend in me. Silence kills in so many situations and circumstances, we have to use our voice, we have to speak out, we have to advocate, raise raise awareness, and most of all, take action. And in the workplace, that means speaking up, that means providing resources such as peer support, employee assistance programs, that means providing coaching services, that means managers being equipped and trained, And that means getting over the stigma and concern of talking about uncomfortable situations and topics. Because the end result of the silence is lives lost. We can do better. We must do better. And we will do better. We're counting on you. I'm counting on you. And that's what I've been thinking. Peace out. To schedule a session with Kim, visit www.kimregis.com where you can learn more about her. You can also book a free life coaching consultation. Find the link to her book, Meeting Just Fine, A Life-Changing Encounter, available on Amazon.com. View her TED style talk and download useful resources. Tune in next week for more I've Been Thinking, Kim's Coaching.